Welcome to a Southern Farming Systems podcast. I'm Michelle McClure hosting Grace Evans, SFS Research and Extension Officer at the SFS 2022 Results Morning. Grace will be discussing the SFS Variety by Management Canola Trials. Over to you, Grace. Good morning, everybody. My name is Grace Evans. I'm a Research and Extension Officer with Southern Farming Systems for the last three seasons. Part of my work in the SFS Variety is in the SFS Variety by Management Trials, and today I'll be taking you over the latest canola trials. Last season, there were only three canola trials in the SFS Variety by Management program. Of these three, two were held at the Inverley trial site and one at our new Streatham trial site. All three trials were designed with two factors to investigate, variety and nitrogen management. Let's start with a little background on the sites. The previous crops at Inverley were wheat in 2019 and barley in 2020. The starting soil nitrogen in the top 60 centimetres at the beginning of 2021 was 51 kilograms per hectare. Approximately 70% of this was in the top 30 centimetres. Inverley also had an estimated mineralised end of 21 kilograms per hectare. At Streatham, the previous crops were wheat in 2019 and beans in 2020. The starting soil nitrogen for the top 60 centimetres was 148 kilograms per hectare, with 80% of this being in the top 30 centimetres. This site also had an estimated mineralised end of 57, 57 kilograms per hectare. These high rates at Streatham led to some interesting management decisions throughout the year. Some final background before we get into the trial design. The Inverley trials were both sown on the 19th of April and harvested on the 6th of December. The Streatham trial was sown on the 8th of April and harvested on the 4th of January. The three trials were set up to group herbicide tolerances. With Roundup Ready varieties 45Y28 and Invigor R4520 in one trial at Inverley, and triazine tolerant varieties SF Ignite and Invigor T6010 in the other. At at Streatham, Clearfield tolerant varieties made up the winter canola trial, with Phoenix and SF Nizer being joined by two breeding lines, one from ATF and the other from City Course. Some quick results for the variety factor. In the TT trial, the Invigor T6010 yielded 0.4 tonnes per hectare higher than the SF Ignite, with a 1.26% higher oil content. The Roundup Ready trial showed that 45Y28 yielding 0.2 tonnes per hectare more than in bigger R4520P with a 1.39% higher oil content. And at Streatham, in the CL trial, the ATF breeding line produced an average of 1.2 tonnes per hectare higher yield than the other varieties in the trial. It also produced the highest oil content with an average of 1.3% higher oil. All of these results were statistically significant, however, with no interactions between the treatment factors, all of these results are estimated to be due to genetic varietal differences. Okay, on to nitrogen management. This season, one of the goals of the SFS trials was, in, was to investigate the effects of differing rates and, nitrogen, and timings of nitrogen applications on crop canopy and how that affected yield. We've already gone through the starting soil nitrogen, so the next step was to estimate a full rate of nitrogen for our crop. 
For Interleague, this was 450 kilograms per hectare of urea, and for Streatham, 250 kilograms per hectare of urea. This full rate was our first treatment. Next, we had our half rate, simply half the full rate. Our third treatment was a mill treatment, and GAI calculations determined the final strategic treatment. Some of you may have heard me talk previously over the last two years about GAI, or Green Area Index. This is a tool that SFS has been investigating in our variety by management canola trials to help form objective assessments of canopy development and in turn calculate end applications. I'll just give you the highlights now, but if you'd like more information around the calculations, feel free to get in touch after today. GAI is a tool developed by BASF that is accessible both online and through an iPhone app. By taking photos of the crop through its early stages of development, the tool converts this photo and gives you a score, using targeted scores with threshold canopy size throughout early canopy development, we can then calculate the surplus or deficit of end in the crop canopy. This will then allow us to make calculations as to how much urea may need to be applied in order to hit that next target. Quick disclaimer, this tool was not developed for the high rainfall zone in Australia, but was developed for the UK. While much is transferable, some data may need to be validated for this environment. By using the GAI methods as one of our treatments, this meant that each variety had its own assessment and therefore calculations of its needs. As you can see, the Invigor <coughs> T6010 in the TT trial required approximately 60 kilograms of N per hectare more than the SF Ignite. This, this is also where the timings of applications came in. The colours of the graph are the application timings for each treatment. The full and half treatments had an even spread of applications over the three times, while the GAI treatments were heavily, <coughs> were heavily weighted for the later applications. The mill treatments received no end applications. In the Roundup Ready trial, the GAI treatments had a smaller difference between them of only 10 kilograms of N per hectare. Finally, the Streatham trial. I said earlier that the high starting soil end made for some interesting decisions down the road. Originally, this trial was designed the same as the Inverlee trials, with a full, half, mill, and strategic GAI treatment factors. As the season progressed, the GAI calculations were telling us that not only did we not need to apply any end, but could we please take some off. This meant that we were shaping up to have two nil treatments. Rather than this, we decided to have a deferred application of 175 kilograms of N applied at green bud onto the original nil treatment. So what happened? In the TT trial, as the rate of nitrogen increased, so did the yield, and the full N treatment, with the full N treatment yielding the highest at 5.2 tonnes per hectare. The oil content of the grain showed that the lower rates of N produced a higher oil content. Gross margins have been produced for all these trials using the averages in commodity pricing that have been touched on here today. A flat rate of $900 per tonne for canola has been used and we have run the gross margins twice, looking at the difference in urea pricing over the last 12 months. The 2021 urea prices are set at $500 per tonne of urea and the 2022 pricings for $1,400 per tonne. For the TT trial, the disparity in yields resulted in the gross margin showing that the higher 
to yield the higher return, regardless of the increase in end costs. The Randolph Ready trial on the same site told a slightly different story. There was no statistically significant difference in oil content between the end treatments, and the yield, treat, yield results showed that when nitrogen was applied, there was no statistically significant difference between the yields. There was still a trend within this, however, that showed an increase in nitrogen resulted in an increase in yields. In the gross margins, this did not necessarily translate to high returns. 45Y28, using the strategic GAI applications and timings, provided the highest gross margin by just under $40 per tonne, uh, per hectare, sorry, in the budgets for 2021, and the highest by $173 per hectare when using the 2022 urea prices. Despite being the highest yielding treatment, the full end rate produced second highest gross margin for both budgeted situation, illustrating the gap widening as the price of inputs increases. The Clearfield trial at Streatham had no statistically significant differences between its nitrogen management treatments for either oil or yield, despite its 115 kilograms of end per hectare difference between these treatments. The high starting soil end is believed to have leveled the playing field, so to speak, leaving crops saturated for nitrogen and less responsive to additional applications. The trend is still present, however, showing an increase in N leading to an increase in yield. With such close yields, the increase to the price of urea made an immediate impact. The deferred treatment initially had the highest gross margin using 2021 pricing, although this was only by $1.50. The deferred treatment quickly dropped to third place as both the strategic and half treatments weathered the price increase. The gross margin calculations using the 2021 price of $500 per tonne of urea are clustered within $15 of each other. With the increase in price to $1,400 per tonne, this widened to a range of approximately $240. All of these gross margins are telling us that in a season like 2021, the price of urea can almost triple itself and canola will still make a profit. So how bad does it need to get before that changes? These break-even yields show the change they have gone through over the last 12 months, requiring up to almost half a tonne more to be grown in some scenarios. While an increase of half a tonne per hectare may be achievable in a season like 2021, how achievable is it in harsher seasons? Crop nutrition and canopy management plans have been growing more refined, but the increase in the cost of urea has accelerated the need for this growth. No plan in agriculture is based on any one detail, and in the SFS variety by management trials, we try to encapsulate that idea. My hope today is that I've given you more information that will help in your own planning for the coming season. Before I finish, before I finish, I would like to thank the SFS partners that helped make these trials possible. Seed Force, ATFCs, and BASF. That was Grace Evans, SFS Research and Extension Officer at the SFS 2022 Results Morning. For more information, check out the description box or www.sfs.org.au. Don't forget to comment, like and share this podcast. I'm Michelle McClure. Thanks for listening.